Welcome to You Wear It Well. Hi, I'm your host, Jeff Heiserman, physical therapist and founder and CEO of Spectrum Ergonomics and Occupational Health Services. We're at the intersection of fashion and technology, otherwise known as wearables. We look at the people, products, and research that make up this exciting world of wearables. Are you a fashion designer, electrical engineer, or someone with the dream of designing a wearable? Apply for membership to my LinkedIn group page, Biotech Fashion, and join in the discussion. Are you a startup? Wearable company? Don't know where quite to go from here? Well, you have the questions, and Spectrum Ergonomics has the answers. Go to our company website at www.spectrumergonomics.com and click on the link wearables. There you'll find a wide variety of services and other contractors that we work with to help make your product become a reality. We're here to help you through the process of iteration to packaging and beyond. Your product is tested on men or were there some women that came into to the testing as well because they may not have the male pattern baldness, but could they have similar condition for women? This might be helpful for them. Again, for the women listeners out there that might be willing yeah. to ask the question. We know we get a lot of customer request and we get a lot of women reaching out to me directly and I'm, I'm always very happy to to answer the, the customer inquiries when time allows it. In women, there is also female pattern baldness. Uh, the incidence is much lower than in men. So around 30, 40% of women suffering from hair loss, they have this particular type of, of hair loss. So it's more likely that any given woman that are looking for a solution against their hair loss, it's, it's unlikely that they will have the particular female pattern baldness. Having said that, we are focusing primarily on men, and we did test only on men. There is no reason to believe that this shouldn't work on women, given that they are they have a diagnosis of female potent baldness. So what we want to avoid at, at the beginning, especially when now we're about to, to go to market this year, what we want to avoid is unhappy customers, because hair loss is such an emotional problem. It's a huge problem. It's so emotional that people are tired of things that don't work, of, of scams, of things. This. So we, we need to, we have been always, and I have been always very honest with what we are doing. And we've been working uh, more than four years developing this device. So I don't like to give false expectations to people because that's very, it hurts a lot to them. So we haven't tested in women, but I don't see any reason that it wouldn't work. 
if you have the right type of hair loss. We know that, and uh, in the future, we will be testing also with, with the women of the particular condition. So this is in our books in the to-do, but we're still a small startup, so we, we can do so many things that all the customers want us to do. They want to have the product today. They want to have this, this, but we're still, we're still a small German startup. We're doing our best to bring this to market at this year. So sometimes you need to prioritize what, what you do, and we want to have a really good case with, with men, and we hear the voice of women, and we will look into this at some point. That's right. You brought up a good point. You, you have only so much time. You want to get something out to the market. Yeah, we're going to look at that next. In that same vein with women having a problem with the baldness, again, just thinking out loud here, the sake of women that are out there listening that are saying, yeah, well, we'd like something tomorrow. And knowing it's not going to be tomorrow that it's going to be out, but it, it could be in the next few years. Would there be some benefit? Because of the research you've done, and you've talked about the testosterone levels in men, would it be a benefit for women if they have some oncoming baldness? Would it be a benefit to them to get their hormone levels checked to see are they high in testosterone, irrespective of whatever diagnosis the doctor gives them? And that potentially could then lead to, hey, maybe this unit would work, this product would work because I have a high testosterone level as far as you know, women are concerned. Maybe this would help me, even though I'm not given any particular diagnosis. Because a lot of times, and like you said, it's such an emotional issue. I mean, I know people, specifically women, who have been patients of mine and said, well, I'm losing some hair. My doctor says, you know, really don't worry about it. You're just getting older. That hurts. Mm-hmm. You know, that, as yeah. you mentioned, it now becomes a real big emotional issue. These mm-hmm. women are wearing hats. They're not going out as much. And so I'm just thinking out loud, if they happen to have a higher testosterone level, which the chances are the doctors aren't going to check for that, but if they could go on and say, look, I want my hormone levels checked to see if my testosterone level is high, that could be a cause of me losing my hair, of course, as well as thyroid too, but, you know, which is a very fairly common, at least here in the United mm-hmm. States, a fairly common problem. So would something like that be useful to see where testosterone level is in women and even without you doing a lot of testing, and maybe you're not putting out the market for the women yet, but is that something women could take a look at and say, well, maybe I would use your product, even though it's not been tested on women, but if I have a higher testosterone level, what are the chances that I can end up using this product? Because it works for men with higher testosterone levels. Mm-hmm. Really good point. Again, uh, you have really good points, I, I must say. <laughs> My current understanding, so as far as I know, you're blood testosterone levels would not immediately correlate to your hair loss due to testosterone. It's more that your follicles become hypersensitive to to DHT and somewhat in the upper, like the upper part of your scalp where you have the potent baldness, right? Because you don't lose hair close to the ears, for example. This is so-called DHT sensitive area. So you could have systemically high levels of testosterone, but still it would not affect your hair follicles if you don't have this genetic predisposition. So I'm not a medical doctor. What I normally say is that, especially when women are losing hair, is is really, really important. They go to a specialist, so dermatologist, hair surgeons also know a lot about this. Here, for example, in the UK, there are so-called trichologists, they're not so common in Germany, but trichologists are really experts on hair and scalp. 
and they can tell you very quickly, maybe one or two sessions, whether your your hair loss is of one type of the other, because there are many indications. They can look with something called tracheoscopy, which is potent camera. I mean, nowadays handy cell phone cameras are very potent, but basically these ones can focus very close to your skin, and they can see whether there is inflammation, there is irritation, there are, for example, some features on your hair follicles. Sometimes they can see that there are too many inside or maybe one follicle, one hair shaft. Normally it has like five. When you have very few, it's because you are losing hair. And they can very precisely, I would say, medical experts tell you whether you have androgenetic alopecia, which is the same. It's also known as a type of we are talking about, the male or female potent baldness. So I would say consulting hair specialist is a good investment. If you know you have female potent baldness, there is a chance. As I said, we haven't tested it yet, but there is no reason that men and women would work in, in a different way. And a women have also testosterone. Uh, I know testosterone is not like the male hormone, but women also have testosterone. It has different, it has also functions that are really important for women and for like an organism in general. I think this is my, my, my opinion about the testosterone. So consult with a Hair specialists, trichologists are very approachable, very knowledgeable, and, and then get a diagnosis. And then you can find also solutions for every type of diagnosis. Very good. Well, that, that's, that brings up the point that I think we need to belabor again is that how desensitized is that particular hair follicle stem cell that's just not going to react? Like you said, in, in the, the top part of the head, more towards the back, yeah. there's much more of a likelihood for that. So, so yeah, it comes down to... That's the crux of it, is taking a look at that. So good advice. Thank you. Because I just, again, a lot of listeners might be thinking, well, if my testosterone level is high, maybe I could just use this. But it's more than that. There's a whole lot more going on than just a hormone level that's yeah. high. You know, there <laughs> has to be actual physically something going on at the hair follicle that it's not reacting. It's shutting down. That it's not mm -hmm. going to, and that you end up stimulating it with, with your product. You're right. And the last question, and I promise this is the last one. <laughs> the question that I always ask all my very special guests, where do you see this particular sector that you're in in wearables in five years? I think there is a really, really positive. I'm normally a positive person, and I see a lot of future for that. I think when we talk about, I think we can talk about two different things. One is like wellness and how you can empower your own body to you know, like do things that, for example, you used to do before. So I think this same area, we can talk about aging. And I think aging is a super interesting uh, topic. And I'm actually very familiar with that because of the Max Planck I was working, it was all, all groups are working on biology of the aging process, right? So during aging, you, you have this different, there are different contributors to the aging problem. One of them is, for example, that these stem cells, and we're talking about adult stem cells, like the hair stem cells, they start, they don't work as well as before. So decline in the stem cell fitness, we can call it. And I think that we know so much now about how these adult stem cells, so the ones in tissues that heal and regenerate the tissues, right? We know so much from basic research that we can start exploiting these features of, of the body to make itself regenerate, self-heal. And this is what we are doing with, with, with hair loss. We are just telling your body 
do what you used to do when you didn't have your hormones um, interfering with your hair regrowth when you were like 12 or 15 years old and that you didn't have this problem. And then we are just empowering the body and unlocking this potential of healing and regeneration that over time declines because of aging. So this is it's a one area. And the other area is I see it very much going into personalization, personalized health. I mean, collecting data, there's something I, I didn't have the chance to talk about, uh, our device, which is, is we call it smart device. We have developed sensors on it as well that can tell you what's your progress. I can tell you what, how, how you are wearing your device and how you should wear it. So we have a complete solution, but sensors and collecting this data and enable people to at home use over the counter, having something for your own well-being and your own health. I think it's something that is going to revolutionize the field of medical practice, but also wellness. I mean, people are more and more aware, conscious about the environment, about food, about sleeping well, about good habits. So our body is such a potent beauty of nature. And if we know how to take most out of it and enjoy it, so be happy, I think we can achieve a lot and wearables are just unlocking this potential. I mean, before you had to go to a doctor and talk to them and wait and all these things. Now, I think in the next five and 10 years, you will be able to have these wearables at home where you just do your things you need to do. You have remote monitoring, for example, for health related issues, but also for uh, in the wellness area that is where we are operating. You can just can be empowered because you can just do what you like. You can get information to yourself and you can decide how you act on this. So I think it's, it's a huge potential wearable technology and we are into the regenerative wearable technology. So it's a combination of, uh, I always like to call it, we're combining this cutting edge research with hardware and software and putting in this wearable technology that then will enable people to achieve different things and to live a healthy and happy life at the end of the day. That's the most important. Fantastic. I like that whole premise. People <laughs> taking control of their health again instead of mm-hmm. relying on somebody else, uh, like myself. Uh, not that I don't <laughs> mind healthy people, but yeah, it's nice when, when people can take more control over their own health. Uh, they live a better life, period. That's yeah. that's what we end up seeing. I did lie. You have one more question. I told you that would be the last, but one just popped into my head. Any question. When are you considering putting this out on the market? Do you have a date set or tentatively? I would assume. Yeah, so we have good news. After four years of working hard on developing this product, and of course, plus the five years we did before in research, so we are actually launching this product on a product crowdfunding campaign, so an Indiegogo, and we have that news, so this will be on April. We still have not decided the exact date, but if you go to our website, niostem.com, and subscribe to the newsletter, we're keeping all our customers or future customers really up to date we are working super hard so we are a team of 10 12 people a lot of hats on a lot of work to be able to to launch now on april for the pre-sales it's a pre-sales campaign but this is super important for us for supporting us on the further investments we have to do in terms of the manufacturing we'll talk about the manufacturing and the hardware thing of the wearable area but developing hardware is it's a hard business. We're a small startup, so we we want we really want people to get their hands on this as soon as possible. We're doing everything possible. So the best way to support us is to subscribe to the newsletter, and then on April 
will be online so you can pre-order you know like enable us as well to bring you the people that actually need this to, to your hands uh, as soon as as we can that's our goal because it's it's hard but uh, we're working as well hard to to make it possible so, so well kudos to your company i mean being a startup is very difficult and for the listeners if you look at the liner notes of the show you'll see the website for nile stem so that way you can go on and get on the newsletter if you're interested in finding out when it's coming out and if you want to learn more about what it does. I think it's a very informative website. I'm looking at it myself. Well, Carlos, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to be on the show and to explain uh, your fascinating product. And I think the whole idea of moving into the regenerative market Mm -hmm. is fantastic. I think we are seeing just the tip of the iceberg, to use that expression, with regenerative medicine. And I think your company is very well poised in a very important and a very big market to get out there and make a big difference in people's lives with their health and their well-being. And I'm, I'm again, kudos to you and your company for doing that. And I also want to extend the invitation that any new developments you have, any new products you have, please drop me an email and let's get you back on the show so we can get that information out to the world as well. Because the more information we can get out, the more people can start to take control of their own health and well-being. And that's what it's all about. Yeah, thank you very much, Jeff, for having me. Sure, we stay in touch. We're working. We, we, we have a big vision about skin, skin regeneration. So hair is part of the skin. So I hope everything goes fine and we can bring even more innovation into this exciting field of wearables and regenerative technologies. Thank you very much for the invitation. Oh, you're very welcome. And you have a good rest of your day. Thank you very much. You too. Thank you. Spectrum Ergonomics and Occupational Health Services provides a broad array of design and engineering professionals for your wearable project. We feature the following design specialties. Pattern making, digital textile, athletic wear, sensor, fashion, exoskeleton, robotics, and mechatronics. We also offer beta testing of your wearable in our private clinic. You choose the demographics and sample size, send us the sample, and we take care of the rest. For more information, go to www.spectrumergonomics.com for more information. Hey, if you're a startup wearable company and you'd like to be able to get your information on this podcast, please contact me at my company website, www.spectrumergonomics.com. I'd love to be able to feature a little bit about what you're doing to let the world know about your wearable. Well, thanks for joining me at the intersection of fashion and technology, and may you wear it well.